Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Host Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Ashley Vanover. She works at Nico's Bakery and Cafe, which is amazing. And she also works for the Big Turkey Foot Coffee Company, which we've heard of and we're going to hear more about. And Ashley volunteers at the local antidote, giving out weekly food boxes. And Ashley, welcome back to Shape by Faith. Oh, it's good to be back. Yeah, it, it's been a few years. And um, we're going to talk about where we left off the last time, you know, that, that we um, had an interview together. But I would love for you to share with our listeners you know, about yourself, whatever you want to share and, and what you've been doing and maybe what jobs you've held before working at Nico's and working for the big Turkey Foot Coffee Company. So what, what have you been doing, Ashley, with your life? This is your life. Well, um, well, I, I worked with the Cream Coffee House for several years. And then um, about a year and a half ago, I started working with uh, Nico's Bakery. Okay. In cafe. And um, it's just such a cool transition going from like being downtown to um, kind of, I guess, midtown of Owensboro and getting to see a lot of the same people and then like a whole new group of like customers too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's neat that they're developing, like you said, the midtown, um, midway walk. Mark, if anyone lives here in Owensboro, Kentucky, you know, Frederica Street. And actually where Nico's is, I remember as a teenager hanging out in that area a lot. I mean, we did. We 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 hung out in that area. That was our go-to place. And it, it just brings back some fond memories. Um, so tell us how you got involved, because since I have known you, you've always been around coffee. So how did you get involved in the coffee business? So whenever I worked at Books a Million. Oh, that's right. You worked there too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like in the bookstore, but um, I would hang out in the cafe, which I wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> and um, I learned how to make just the, my favorite, at that time, my favorite latte was a chocolate and caramel latte. And then I had a coworker because um, like the bookstore booksellers would give the cafe people breaks sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I had a coworker that kind of ratted me out to a manager that I knew how to make coffee because <laughs> they didn't know that I taught myself. Um, and then like I got officially trained in the cafe and like, I thought that I would like, like hate making coffee, but I love it. So it's just it's, something you're like, wow, this is this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, like, yeah. Once I once I finally learned more about like the process and how to properly make it, yeah, it was just um 
I guess, just fell in love with it. So there is a process for making really good coffee, especially lattes or any any type of drink um, when it comes to coffee. And um, I, I want you to talk to us about, you know, Nico's and and what and what you do there. But also tell us about the Big Turkey Foot Coffee Company and, and what you do with them and why Big Turkey Foot Coffee. I mean, I've heard of them. I know a lot of people have. But just talk to us about that and, and why you love working for both and what you do there. Okay. Well, at Nico's, um, I mainly work in the front of the house. So I deal with like customers and um, also make the lattes and all the cafe drinks there. Um, and it's been my favorite thing to do there is to train new people, like how to use the espresso machine. Oh, really? You like that? Yeah. So like a supervisor. That's neat. Yeah. Mentor. And then with Big Turkey Foot, um, I'm one of their roasters. And I love, like, the adventurous spirit in behind the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean like, by you're one of their roasters? Okay. So Ian, the owner, is the roast the coffee. And then he's trained me how to roast his coffee. Um, so we get the green beans um, shipped in from, I think, about like six different countries. Okay. And then we take them and we put them, or we weigh them out and put them in the roaster, which is, we have a drum roaster. So it's kind of like, it spins it a little bit like a dryer. Mm-hmm. Like, because the beans have to constantly move so they don't get burnt on, to, on one side. Okay. Um. And it's just such a cool process, like, because you take this, like, it's this little, like, green bean that's in, like, the coffee plant has a cherry on it. And in that cherry is the actual, like, coffee bean. Oh, neat. And I so, didn't know that. Um, so they um, they take the cherry off, and there's, I could talk about this for hours, but there's several <laughs> more processes on it. But uh, <laughs> you can tell you're passionate about it. I just didn't know what a roaster was, you know. Yeah. Um, so you're actually you're actually roasting the beans. I mean, is it something where you have to be right there and you have to physically do that or you just keep an eye on it? Or what's that process? Well, you have to stay with the, the machine the whole time just because it's um, such a hot process. Mm hmm. And then there's like adjusting the every little thing you do affects the flavor of the coffee. Really? So you have to adjust the air flows at the right time to get um, like through the process. Sounds a little complicated, Ashley, yeah. and I'm glad <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> You're doing that. Okay, well, let's continue talking about coffee, okay? So the last time you were on Shape by Faith, you were preparing for a mission trip to Honduras. And when we think of Honduras, um, we do think of coffee beans. Um, they produce a lot of coffee beans there. So, but I would love to hear about your trip and for our listeners to hear about your trip. So did you travel with a local church or a local team here? Um, it was a local team. Um, we all... A few of us went to the same church, 
Um, but then we had, it was kind of cool because it was several different Christian religions that went. Okay. So like we had people that were Southern Baptists, um, Pentecostal, non-denominational. Mm-hmm. And like we all got together to go to Honduras to, you know, for the mission trip. It was so cool because um, with all of our different backgrounds, we were able to interact with different people. Like we could like reach different individuals Mm -hmm. because of how diverse our group was. That's awesome that all the different faith groups came together. And that's what we're supposed to be doing, you know, as a body of believers is working together for God's greater purposes. So, how did you prepare for the trip and really what made you decide to go? Um, well, I'd love to travel and it just like seemed like one of those once in a lifetime adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not going to be once in a lifetime because I have full intentions of going back, but um, just being able to see somewhere new. It was my first trip out of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a crash course <laughs> and, right. uh, in international travel. Um, Did you like that? Yeah, it was, um, it took, it was about 14 hours of traveling all together. Okay. That's to a good from, chunk of time. Yeah. To get from Owensboro to Honduras because it's, uh, and there were, we had to take two different flights. Okay. Not so bad, was it? Three, three. I forgot about one. Yeah. Okay. Three flights. <laughs> I was thinking two is not so bad. Okay. Three. <laughs> yeah. but, um, was that the first time you had flown or had you, had you flown before, Ashley? Um, I'd flown before, but it was just like to Tampa, which is only about a 45 minute flight. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so this was definitely an adventure for sure um let's go ahead and let's take a really quick break right here and uh then when we come back you can tell us more about honduras and your trip okay so everyone stay tuned for more shape by faith coming up next if you're a veteran or know a veteran struggling with post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury please go to americanhumane.org to learn about our pups for patriots program which provides specially trained service dogs to veterans in need let's help our veterans heal from the invisible wounds of war Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed? Together, we can create a more inclusive workforce. Please join us. We need community leaders, businesses, and service providers to be part of the solution. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash employment. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Ashley Vanover is my guest today, and she works at Nico's Bakery and Cafe. And she worked for the Big Turkey Foot Coffee Company. And that's a mouthful, Ashley. And she's also a volunteer at the local Antidote, where she gives out weekly food boxes. And we're going to hear about that as well. But Ashley, I want to hear more about your trip. So for those that do not know, where is Honduras located? And what's the language spoken there? Um, It's in Central America. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just a little bit under Guatemala. Like it touches Guatemala. I do that. And they primarily speak Spanish. Okay. Did you have to learn any Spanish? Um, We had translators with us. Oh, that's nice. All right. So was there a specific plan? Like as a team, as you got together, did you have a specific plan and purpose? I know you're going over there as a missionary, all of you, but was there something in mind that that you were going to do, you know, a job, an activity? 
Um, well, the place that um, is like the mission place that stays in that is in Honduras called El Ayudante, mm-hmm. uh, which means the helper. Um, they have teams come in every week throughout the year and they give like projects to do. So like whenever we were fundraising to pay for our trip, the month other than the travel expenses, the money went to um, El Alidante to cover our water filters and um, any buildings, any building supplies that we were going to use that week. Mm-hmm. Um, so like um, we do water filter checks and that's where we go in the house and make sure that the like filter that we installed is still working properly. Okay. And that's really just a good way to for the uh, mission to check um, check on people. Right. Okay, so talk about their water there. Obviously, you can't just drink the water. It has to be filtered. Do most of the people there now? Honduras is, I mean, they have like 9.9 million people there. Yeah. That's a lot of people in a very small space. Um, Regarding their water, talk about that. Do most of the homes have filtered water? Um. A lot of the homes didn't even have water to them. Oh, wow. So they would have to get, they had five gallon buckets and they would have to walk um, sometimes a really good distance to get a five gallon bucket so that we could pour the water into the water, fill into the filter. Mm-hmm. And it's this um, filter that they make and it has like sand and gravel in it that filters, you filter the water through the sand. Okay. Um, and but it, we were more in the mountains, mm-hmm. so like there were mostly like dirt roads, and um, so it was very primitive. I guess would be the right word. Mm-hmm. So um, you you were there in February, right, of twenty twenty? Yes. Okay. So what was the weather like when you were there? Um, it was warm. But it wasn't like it wasn't really, really hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of our translators described the weather like their seasons is hot, really hot, wet and hot. And that's all their weather. <laughs> so it really doesn't get cold there. <laughs> right. It never. Well, it gets I think they're at night. It did get in the like 50s and 60s, but okay. only at night. OK. All right. So you were there. Were you there for like a week? Yes. OK, so. Give us a breakdown or walk us through what that week looked like for you as a missionary. So our first day that um, we were there, it was a Sunday. So we got up and we went to a church in the local town and it was a bilingual church. So um, the service was in Spanish and English, which was the pastors had this amazing flow Mm-hmm. And it was a like a the pastor and his wife, and it was just a really amazing service. And then we went out to eat at one of the local restaurants to just kind of get the feel of Honduras. Mm-hmm. And then the second morning there, like every day, you get up and you eat breakfast and you go do whatever project they assign like you that day. Okay, so they so they oversee everything that you're doing. 
Yeah, and we um, divided up in teams. So um, we got to work with different employees of Ella Aliudante, and then we were able to team up with different members of our group and gave us an opportunity to really get to know each other well is on the trip too. So um, Ashley, when you were talking about church, what what's the main religion there in Honduras? Do you know? Um, it's Catholic. Okay. Main religion. Okay. Would you say, um, or what percentage would you say, you know, of, of the people that live there know the Lord is their savior? Is it a small percentage? I'm not really sure about that mm -hmm. number. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's hard to get a good view of that with only being there for right. five days or, you know, five full days. Sure. Um how did you share the gospel while you were there? Obviously, you were around Christians because you went to church um, and you interacted there. But did you do things to share the gospel while you were there? Yeah, it more happened. Um, well, with the home visits, like whenever we were installing a water filter, the the family was there. It was there. So one person or two would work on the project. And the other person would be able to spend time with the family and uh, share the gospel. Oh, that's so funny. we didn't get distracted by all of our work and forget our mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's neat. So were the people, you know, in the homes, were they receptive to hearing yeah. about the gospel? Yeah, they were all like hungry for it. Like we were in this one house and um, I'm trying to think of how she phrased it. Like she was waiting for someone like us. Oh, wow. And God answered her prayer. Yeah. Wow. So did you? And then she ran and got her sister. <laughs> oh, did she really? Yeah. Well, that's neat. So, so did they? So. Like when you share the gospel message with them, do you, sh I mean, what do you share with them? Do you share the message of salvation or how did you do that? Um, we started off by just explaining like who Jesus was mm -hmm. and that like his caring and loving heart. Right. And that he came to earth to die for our sins. Yes. Um, so we kind of took it back to the very like basics of the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a little bit, and the translators helped some too, because they were able to phrase what we were saying in a way that like Hondurans could understand it because we are like two completely different cultures. Correct. So, we, you know, when you were talking about you shared the basic gospel message, I think actually so many people here in America need to hear that. You know, I, I think since um, it's not in the schools, the, the children who are not in private schools, at least are not, are not getting this in school. And, We've got a lot of people out there walking around that they don't know that Jesus is right there for them, you know, that he's caring and he's loving and he came to earth to die on the cross for their sins. 
Yeah. Um, so I want to encourage. Well, oh, go oh, ahead. I'm just add in that he like loves you where you're at. Mm-hmm. You're right. He does. Um, he loves you exactly where you're at. You don't have to get ready for him. Right. All you have to do is ask him to come into your heart and to help you. You know, it, it's as simple as that. And uh, then surround yourself, of course, with people who know about Jesus, who have walked with him. If you have questions and, you know, find a church that you gel well with, you know, find a church, a body of believers where you can be accountable and that you can be encouraged as well. Um, we need to take a real quick break here, Ashley. Okay. okay. We could talk on and on and on about Jesus. <laughs> so we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with more Shape by Faith. So everyone stay tuned. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Ashley, um, you had an adventure going to Honduras, and while you were over there, you told me it was during their coffee harvest season, and so you must have really loved seeing the process since that is your lane. So tell us what it was like, and did you learn anything new about coffee? Um, well, it was really cool to see the, like, because coffee grows more on a bush and um, inside the little, like, cherries, like I spoke about earlier. Um, but it's such a delicate process because each one of those cherries are hand-picked. Really? So, yeah. So there's a lot of work that goes into just your daily cup of coffee. Um, wow. I didn't know that yeah. either. So a machine doesn't do that. I'm sure bigger farms do, but the ones mm -hmm. that I was around, they all were handpicked. Okay. Okay. So yeah. is coffee their main source of income or what, um, what do people do there to earn an income? It was the main source of income for the area, for the mountain area that we were in is coffee. Okay. Okay. Is that what most people did? Yes. Okay. All right. So looking back on your trip to Honduras, did God give you any insight or a revelation while you were there or when you got home and you, and you really realized what God was doing or yeah, just talk about that. Um, I guess it would be to let, let your comfort zone go. Hmm. That's good. Just um, let God and let go. Right. Yeah. Cause I was, I'm terrified of heights and I spent a week walking up mountains. Oh my goodness. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, and the roads that were there, a lot of the roads were formed by the coffee companies Okay. Um, and so there were points that we were like just on this super narrow road and these trucks and like I would look out the window and just see like, which my mom's going to hate this part of the story and just see like a cliff oh, uh, like drop off. <laughs> Righty. So, um, so don't look out the just, window. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness. It just, 
it's the most amazing things happen whenever like you go beyond you so let your comfort zone go i like that like step out of your comfort zone get uncomfortable and let god take over yeah That's good um do you have another inspirational story that you want to share about the trip um yeah so one day we were like it was our last day there mm -hmm. and um which you do get to do like a brief little bit of like touristy kind of stuff like i mean because you're in a new country so um we were able to go into town and um there was this really good coffee shop there of course that's where i wanted to go <laughs> <laughs> um so as i'm leaving like it was a two-story coffee shop it was super neat anyways so as i'm leaving the barista that was um at the first like whenever you first walk in the door mm -hmm. um i just looked at her and i was like well i actually had to go get a translator but i told her i was like i just want to let you know um jesus loves you oh and she like did this like huge smile and after i left one of the translators went back in to gather the rest of the group and she stopped him and tried to like was, like no one had ever told her that oh wow ashley oh man that is awesome she needed well, that she touch went, she didn't was, she um she was catholic mm -hmm. and she went to church mm -hmm. but i'd never heard We they need to tell more her. people. Don't we need to tell more people that, Ashley? Yeah. We do. We do. And God knew, God knew that you would be obedient. I mean, you had to go get an interpreter. And uh, yeah. God knew that she needed to hear that. Yeah. That like her, her whole demeanor changed. Like, wow. she looked before I said that she was stressed like you could tell something was going on with her mm-hmm and like her whole face lit up and it was just that simple yeah it it is simple isn't it we just we just need to tell people that that Jesus loves them and you know she needed that touch like I said and the peace of Christ probably immediately guarded her heart because you spoke it in love you weren't just saying it you know you well, spoke I, did, I, I did ask if she was a christian and she said yes mm -hmm. but i still felt that she just needed to hear yes because a lot of people forget that jesus just loves them and it's simple that's right that's right well ashley i've really enjoyed having you on shape by faith today I want to thank you. We can keep talking, but I, the time is up. But I want to thank you for sharing your trip with us. And um, I'll see you at Nico's Bakery and Cafe because whenever I go through the drive through the last time I went through there, you made the most amazing and I always order something plain and boring, non-fat latte. It was amazing. I mean, yeah. you know your coffee business. And uh, I just want to thank you for what you do. and. Um, 
Yeah. Let's just share the love of Jesus with the world. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the cabinet doors and more studio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.